This week, Serial Killer September continues with probably one of the most Russian stories ever. It's the story of Alexander Pachushkin. Uh, obviously, it's a serial killer, uh, but just everything that you think you know about Russia uh, is probably going to be confirmed in this story. Um, just It's just a sad story. And totally understand why this guy ended up becoming a serial killer and we'll explain it all it's our weird world our weird world welcome to our weird world i'm your host john henson and halfway through serial killer september uh two more uh, today's episode and next week's, uh, and then we will head into October for our spooky Halloween series. Um, but today we're learning about the story of Alexander Pachushkin. And like I said in the open, I just, just the most Russian story, I think, um, that, that we've come across just every stereotype, um, that you've thought about Russia and just it, it explains so much and, and really forms a lot of what we think. So uh, other than that, let's jump into story time. Story time. Alexander Pachushkin was born on April 9th, 1974 in a suburb of Moscow, um, his father left the family less than a year later, and so he basically grew up without ever knowing his father. Um, although he was kind of a normal kid at first, things changed when he fell backwards off of a swing, which subsequently bonked him on his forehead when it came back around. So, I mean, f- super hilarious kid accent accident, but this really messed him up. Um, <clears throat> you know, he was like this normal kid at first. You know, he's playing on a swing set. You know, I'm guessing it's probably... Um, not like a plastic seat like we have in America because we have to be overly safe about things, but you know, probably like a, a just a plank, just a hard straight plank and then two pieces of rope on the side swinging it, you know, whatever does something falls out of it. Right. Already kind of traumatizing probably. And then as soon as he like sits up just this plank, bam, right, right in the forehead. Um, And for whatever reason, man, that really messed him up because after the accident, you know, Alexander, who was once really social, really friendly little kid became reserved and kind of violent. Um, Even more, you know, it it just kind of changed just how his brain functioned. Um, And after earning the nickname that basically translates to that retard in 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 school, I don't know why that word that word is just so funny to me, like. It sucks that it has such a derogatory connotation, mainly, like, because you can have, like, retardant, you know, something that, like, quells something, you know, like a fire retardant, or maybe a, you know, a parachute retards, you know, so it's, it's a fun word, and I hate that society views it as a bad word, because it has been used to uh, in a negative way towards people with disabilities. But anyway, um, but that's what kids called him in school. They called him that retard and Alexander's mom kind of figured those kids were onto something and transferred Alexander to a special needs school. Uh, by the time he was a teenager, his grandparents actually 
decided to come in and step up and they decided that the special needs school wasn't really doing enough to help him and took Alexander in to live with them and try to raise him and educate him on their own. Um, his grandparents encouraged him to pursue various interests outside of school, which actually did seem to help. Um, Alexander quickly became fascinated with chess thanks to several elderly men playing the game in nearby bits of park. And for the first time in his life, Alexander found something that he not only enjoyed, but it was something that he was also really good at. He dominated the chessboards at bits of park against all these older people who had been playing for years. And Unfortunately, that also just gave all the kids in the neighborhood extra ammunition to make fun of him even more. Um, But it didn't matter, man. Alexander had something that he truly enjoyed. He felt like he belonged. And then because people in Russia are not allowed to have nice things, his grandfather died a few months later, and that completely derailed all of the progress that he had been making. You know, he was just this quiet, reserved, angry kid. He gets into chess at you know the pushing and encouragement of his grandfather him and his grandfather's like best friends and then his grandfather dies and to make things worse uh his grandmother couldn't take care of him on her own so she was uh so alexander was sent back to live with his mother who then enrolled him in public school with all of the mean kids who went back to calling him that retard Um, In order to suppress the grief over losing his grandfather and drown out the taunts from the bullies in school, uh, Alexander began drinking a lot of vodka, which I don't know if you need a reason to drink a lot of vodka in Russia, but Alexander now had one and he started doing it. Um, The final straw came when his beloved dog that had originally belonged to his grandfather uh, also died. And I get it. All right. Um, I like I had a cat growing up. Um, I think we got her when I was like three years old and she lived for like 18 years. And when she died, like I was already going through stuff. And then when she died, like that was like the final straw. And I just like, I was, I was out, man. I would just pretty much like one of the lowest points of my life and really kind of changed a lot of things for me. Um, which I've written about, you know, it's, this isn't like some huge reveal, but you know, you'll have to go find it in, in one of my books, but <clears throat> Alexander back to, back to Pachushkin, enough about me. Uh, he kept playing chess and what was crazy is like, he could play really well, even when he was drunk. Um, but also he was getting super weird at this point. Like he would begin carrying around a video camera and upon coming across any younger child, Alexander would record himself threatening to kill them. Like it's like the worst it's like the worst prank video ever. Just like early Russian TikTok or whatever. He's just walking around with a camera threatening to kill little kids and recording him. And it's just like, hey, I am going to kill you. No, please do not kill me. I don't know why they're Italian, but they are. <laughs> I just the kid in. <laughs> Where's my Russian accent? It's it's Italian. Um, anyway, uh, on one occasion, he actually grabbed a boy by the leg and held him upside down. And he goes... You are in my powder now. There we go. That's almost Russian. I'm going to drop you from the window and you will fall 15 meters to your death. And that was hilarious to him. And he kind of recorded that. And I wish we could see those videos. But, you know, for obvious reasons, they're not going to be published anywhere. And uh, by 1992... Uh, Making videos of himself scaring little boys wasn't really exciting anymore, and Alexander decided that he needed to step it up and do something more. 
So on July 27th, Alexander asked his friend Mikhail Odichuk to accompany him on a killing expedition. That's what he called it. You know, Mikhail, come with me on the killing expedition. There we go. I don't know where the Italian guy came from, but I've got the Russian guy now. Uh, Mikhail thought that Alexander was joking, but went along with it anyway, because, I mean, Alexander, he's a hilarious guy. And when Alexander actually started pointing out potential victims, uh, Mikhail got a little nervous and made up an excuse to leave. And Alexander, at that point, realized that Mikhail was not going to make for a good murder assistant and decided to kill him. Uh, Mikhail's body was found later that day, and several witnesses uh, came forward and said Alexander was the last person that anyone had seen him with. Um, Alexander, when police rightfully came to question him about it, um, denied any involvement. And that was good enough for Russian police because there was one thing you need to know about Russian police is they are pretty surface level in their investigations. You know, it's just like, hey, that guy, he murdered someone. Okay, comrade, we'll go talk to him. Comrade, did you, they, these people, they say you murdered this guy. Did you do it? No, I did not do it. Good enough for us. On to the next investigation. Anyway, it's just like they're just so bad. All of the all of the Russian serial killer stories, and, and we'll uh, we'll see some of the evidence of this next week in my favorite serial killer story of all time. Uh, just how bad police are. Um, but after Mikhail's murder, Alexander believed that he had found his true calling in life. Uh, he soon learned of Andre Chikatilo, who you might remember from uh, last year's serial killer September. Um, not only did Alexander enjoy what Chikatilo was doing, he wanted to outdo him. And from that day on, he made it his life's goal to kill 64 people, which was the number, which is the same number of squares on a chessboard, and which is about as many, about as many as uh, about 11 more people, uh, 10 or 11 more people than Chikatilo killed. Um, despite his new life goal, though, Alexander just decided to live a normal life for like the next 10 years. Um, rather than murder people, Alexander just stayed home, drank a lot, and just watched all the porn he could find. Um, on May 17th, 2001, after watching all of the porn ever made, probably, uh, Alexander finally decided to start killing people. Like, that's just crazy. Like, he makes this decision in, like, 1992. He's like, I am going to kill so many people. But first, must, must shake the chicken. Choke the chicken. That is how they say it in America. Yes. Must do the five-handle knuckle hockey with my winner for 10 years after I watch old porn in Russia. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Uh, where are we at? Uh, yeah. So... But rather, so on May 17th, 2001, he's deciding to kill all these people. But rather than kill all of the homeless drunks that stayed near his apartment, he wrote out a list of 39 people that he knew that he wanted to kill. And this is what he said about it. He said, the closer the person is to you, the more pleasant it is to kill them. He's more emotional. So, like, killing people for him was like this, this thing. You know, it wasn't just like killing a random person like most other serial killers have done where it's just like you have this urge and you're going to do it like for Alexander this was so much more than that and it's and that's real creepy um on February 23rd 2002 Alexander met up with Maria Vericheva a migrant from another part of Russia who lived in his apartment complex that he had befriended um Maria was pregnant at the time and Alexander knew she needed money 
And he told her that he had several contraband cameras stashed around Bitsa Park and that if she helped moved him or if she helped him move them, he would give her half of the profits that he made. So later that day, the two entered the park and Alexander removed the manhole cover from his favorite dumping well. Um, after telling her to come closer, Alexander grabbed Maria and stuffed her inside this manhole, like basically just into the sewers. Um, Maria tried to fight back and climb out, but Alexander grabbed her by the hair, smashed her head against the walls of the well, and then that caused her to fall all the way down into the sewers. Um, Maria, who is pregnant, if in, in case you forgot that detail, uh, landed in a sewage pipe with over two feet of raw sewage running through it. Uh, and the current was so strong in the sewer that she was immediately swept up and carried several feet down the downstream, I guess that's how you would call that, um, before she was able to use her jacket and boots to stabilize herself against the current. Uh, she even eventually found a ladder and climbed to the top. Unfortunately, it was covered by a 90-pound manhole cover that she was too weak to move herself. Uh, luckily, a woman walking by on the street heard her screams and called for help. Uh, Maria was taken to the hospital where she and her unborn child made a full recovery. Super cool. Uh, she gave police a highly detailed description of everything that Alexander had done. And in classic Russian fashion, nothing happened. Like this is where the dude could have been stopped before he killed any more people. Like he's already killed one person. He tried to kill another technically two, but police are just like, yeah, we look into it and they don't look into it. Um, instead, Maria just went on with her life running into Alexander practically every day because like I said, they lived in the same apartment complex. Um, and that's gotta be weird, right? You know, it's just like, you think you murder this person. You think they're gone forever. And all of a sudden they're just back. And it's just like, Hey, funny seeing you again. Hey, you know, the thing about the other day, don't, don't worry. That's my bad. All right. I, my bad. I, I'm sorry. We just pretend it didn't happen. Okay. All right. Um, in between, and meanwhile, like Alexander, he's just starting to murder cross names off his list. Um, and in between murdering more people on his list, Alexander actually had the balls to ask Maria if she wanted to go for another walk in the park. <laughs> it's just like, hey, Maria, uh, you know, the thing I tried before, I, I promise it won't happen again. Um, but if you're interested, want to go for another, want to go for another walk? Maybe over by the manhole covers. Maybe we'll see what happens. No? Okay, that's fine. I, I get it. Um, on March 10th, Alexander approached a group of teenagers at a train station and offered them vodka and cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, okay, because Russia. Um, one kid, 13-year-old Mikhail Lobov, agreed to go with him. Um, and obviously, when they reached Bitsa Park, Alexander bonked him on the head, threw him in the well, that probably the same well that he had thrown Maria in, and then ran back home. Uh, again, luckily for Mikhail though, his jacket caught a piece of the metal inside the well, preventing him from falling all the way into the sewer. Um, and then Mikhail actually climbed out, went to police and told them everything. And again, police did nothing. Right. It's just like, oh yes, uh, Alexander Pachushkin, same guy who this Maria person tried to say, pushed her down the well. Now you say this Alexander push you down the well. Seem very strange. Seem highly coincidental maybe there's something more to this we will look into it okay grow on home we're not looking into this this is stupid uh so after the second failed attack alexander actually started to feel guilty about what he was doing 
Um, one day he drunkenly walked into the police station and told him that he had by now killed upwards of 30 people and that he would keep doing it because, quote, this is what they must do. And instead of arresting him and taking him seriously, the officers laughed him out of the station. All right, this is like, officers, I am very drunk and I need to confess I killed 30 people. I, I am the murderer. I kill everyone in the beach park. What are you saying, comrade? That sounds so crazy. Get out of here. You go, man. You go. You silly drunk man. You're so stupid. Oh, Russian police. Um, by 2005, this is not that long ago. Like, that's what's crazy to me. Like, I just, I, I still feel like anything in the 2000s, anything that starts with a two in the year was not that long ago. I mean, yeah, it's like 15 years ago because I'm so old. Um, but just, I mean, just crazy how, like, I don't know. They just feel, it doesn't feel that long ago. Like, it feels like anything that happened after 2000, like any sort of serial killing shouldn't have happened after 2000. I don't know why. Um, but by 2005, Alexander had killed over 40 people and news outlets around Moscow were reporting that a serial killer was potentially operating in bits of park. Eh, pretty accurate. Um, Alexander, who had literally confessed to an officer's face that he had killed so many people, had by now stopped throwing people down the well and had just begun leaving bodies all over the park. Because, I mean, honestly, it's not like police were eager to do anything about it. Like, at this point, he doesn't care about getting caught. He's begging to get caught. He's not even trying to hide the bodies. He's just like, I kill you. Eh, i just leave you there. And just leaves them. Um, a year later, though, in 2006, finally, the Russian Interior Ministry finally opened an investigation. Um, on June 14th, Alexander went on a walk with 36-year-old Marina Moskalyova, uh, who he knew from their shared job at a local grocery store. Um, Marina had left a note for her son telling him where she was going and who she was going with, smart single parenting, um, along with Alexander's phone number, which even better. Uh, that night after Marina hadn't come home, her son then saw a news story saying that another body had been found in bits of park rut row. Uh, the boy called Alexander, which ballsy move, but you know, I mean like how talk about like kids not trusting who their parents date, you know, it's just like, you know, your parents are divorced. Your mom says, okay, son, I'm, I'm going out on a date with this guy named Alexander. Um, she's American in this side story, I guess. Um, here's his phone number. Uh, we're going to be going to bits of park just to hang out for a little bit. Um, but yeah, if, if anything happens, here's his phone number and, and yeah, we'll just uh, call it that. And then his mom doesn't come home, sees a news story and it's just like, you know, or whatever Russian phones sound like on the other end, you know, hello, this is Alexander. Hey, uh, cause the kid's American too, I guess. <laughs> Where's my mom? I saw someone on TV said you murdered. Or there's a body found in Bissa Park. Did you murder her? That'd be really bad if you did. Um, Alexander, though, said that he had not seen Marina in two months, which was obviously a lie. Uh, the son then called his dad, who then called police. Um, Andre Supernenko, who was leading the investigation um, for the Russian Interior Ministry, uh, into the man who had been called the bits of park maniac heard the report and knew that this was the guy that he was looking for. And two days later, an army of police in riot gear burst into Alexander's apartment and arrested him. 
when investigators searched the apartment for evidence, they found Alexander's chessboard with 60 of the 64 squares crossed out. Um, although he beat Chikatilo's body count by at least eight victims um, because Chikatilo was convicted of 48 murders. Shut up, dog. I know. We're, we're almost done here. Um, uh, Chikatilo was convicted of 48 murders, um, which was – or sorry – Alexander was convicted of 48 murders, which was four fewer than Chikatilo's official conviction. I know, but we got him. Like, I, I know. Like, uh, the dog just, I don't know. The dog is sad that Alexander got caught, apparently. Did you want Alexander to keep living and keep murdering people? Are you sad that he didn't cross out all the squares? I, yeah. Well, that's weird, and I, I don't like that my dog is a fan of a serial killer. That's concerning. Um, but uh, Alexander was sentenced to life in prison um, with the first 15 years to be spent in solitary confinement. And that is the end of today's stories. So, yeah, there we go. Uh you know, Alexander claimed to at least kill 60 people. Um, he was only convicted of 48. So uh, in the official eyes of the Russian government, not as good as Chikatilo. Um, but maybe Alexander believed that he uh, was better than Chikatilo. Uh, but crazy though, right? Like that's, I mean, that's one of the side effects uh, of serial killers is you just get all these copycat killers or people who are inspired by them uh, to then just go out and do it. And look, you know, in Russia, Super easy to do that, clearly. You know, police just did not care. Um, and there are multiple stories like that. Um, you know, we'll look at the we'll look at the one next week. Um, I, I you know, I hope I'm not like overselling that one. It's just that one's my favorite and just because of how absurd it is. But we'll talk about that uh in just a bit. But first, let's see what we learned today. <music> What did we learn? Number one, the dog might actually apparently be a fan of Alexander Pachushkin. Uh, she seemed very sad when I said that he had been arrested and also sad that <laughs> police didn't think he killed as many people as Chikatilo did. Uh, doubly concerning. Uh, number two, look, um, I think the word retard is funny. All right. Um, I do realize that there's some some negative connotations around it. But I do still giggle when I see like fire retardant or, you know, parachute retard or stuff like that. You know, when when it is uh, when it is used as an adjective, um, I think that's funny. It's just a funny word to me. Um, number three, uh, just uh, just a cool story. The part about Maria uh, Marina uh, being pregnant, getting chucked down a sewer, just flying through raw sewage. Uh, but somehow finds a way to escape and alert someone, get rescued, only to have police not believe her, which is sucks. But still a super cool uh, survival story. Uh, I hope her kid feels really special for surviving that. Um, well, it was a fetus uh, in her mother's womb. But that was just I, I thought that was a cool story. Um and the other thing, and I want to mention this, is I know that this story focused more on the people that 
Alexander didn't kill. And that's just kind of how the sources and everything were presented. Uh, there wasn't a ton of info actually on how uh, Alexander was killing these people. You know, it was really just he lured them, lured them into bits of park and then he would kill them, probably strangle them, um, you know, whatever. And now the cat's going crazy. What is going on in my house right now? Like this, these animals are fans of Alexander Petrushkin. The dog is sad that he got caught and didn't didn't achieve his goal. Um, the cat is sad that I didn't talk enough about how he killed people. Dog, I don't know what to do for you right now. I'm finishing up the episode. Give me a second. <laughs> Next week on Our Weird World, uh, we're staying in the same general area. We're staying in the Soviet Union, um, but now modern-day Kazakhstan. And uh, we are looking at the story of Nikolai Zumagaliev, um, my personal favorite serial killer story of all time, just of how because of how absurd it is. Um, it's going to be relatively short just because there aren't a ton of details, or not as many details as I would have liked, but it's still going to be just packed with absurdity. And I can't wait for it. Um, so that's that. Uh, really weird episode today. Uh, I did not expect for it to get this odd with the pets joining in and voicing their displeasure. Maybe they just hate me recording these shows. That's probably more likely it. They're just tired of me sitting in a room yelling into a microphone for 30 minutes at a time. And I get it. I'd probably be annoyed too. So there's that. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's going to do it for today. Uh, Keep on listening, tell all your friends, and keep it weird. 